right. Hey, good evening, brothers. It's great to see you all. And um, again, thank you, uh, Hudson, for that song, uh, Rise Up, Old Men of God. Uh, what, what a great, what a great song. What, what a great uh, just time that we can have as brothers. And um, I hope uh, as we talk here tonight that, um, you know, we can make some, uh, some decisions that we can hear the word and that it moves us in a way that help us uh, be the, the men that God uh, calls and wants us to be. Um, you know, I, I'm really um, excited uh, about tonight um, because we're going to um, kind of do a little um, continuation from our, our service on Sunday where, you know, we talked about, you know, the good news and and we made some points about how the good news is life-changing and how the good news, you know, heals broken hearts or broken relationships rather. And, uh, and that the good news is, is changing the world. And, uh, you know, it's sometimes uh, very, um, I don't know what the word is, you know, you, you, you know, you, you lo it loses its specialness sometimes when maybe you don't see something happening uh like right in your face and uh you know when i was looking at those videos from 1995 and to see what god has actually done since that time is is really uh just amazing uh the the lives that have been changed the marriages that have been saved um the 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 children that have been born and now have become Christians um, and starting their family. I mean, there's been amazing things that's happened. And sometimes we can, you know, overlook these things and, and not be amazed by it because, you know, sometimes we're just looking for, for more, you know, we want to be, uh, you know, uh, we, we want to be entertained in a sense. And, and instead of really stopping and taking in, Wow, look at what God just did here. Or look at how this predominantly Muslim country where it's illegal to share your faith. There are now six churches and hundreds of disciples in Pakistan. And it's like, wow, I don't want to, I don't want to lose sight of that. I don't, I don't want to miss that. But um, you know, I think it's always great to understand and know what the good news is and we we talked about that like i said on sunday um and so tonight i want to go in a different direction okay um i want to read a story to you here it says uh the story is told of a man who had come to visit his old friend a music teacher as the man came in he said What's the good news today? The old teacher was silent as he stood up and walked across the room. He picked up a small hammer and struck a tuning fork. As the note sounded throughout the room, he said, that is A. It is A today. It was A 5,000 years ago. And it will be A, 10,000 years from now. The soprano upstairs sings off key. The tenor 
across the hall, flats on his high notes. The piano downstairs is out of tune. He struck the note again and said, that is A, my friend. <clears throat> and that's the good news for today. You know, brothers, the only hope for our world, or I should say our out of tune world, is that people know that Jesus is the truth, that Jesus is the life, that Jesus is the way. Yesterday, today, and forever. And I hope that you and I not only feel privileged that we can be his disciples, but that we are going to share the good news in 2023, that we're going to reflect on that good news that he's uh, blessed us with, and, um, and that we're, we're, we're going to be his ambassadors. Okay, I'm going to share my screen here. So tonight, I want to share a few thoughts here. And then we're going to break um, into some, some, you know, discussion groups. But brothers, I want to talk about what the good news is not. Okay. What the good news is not. Because like this story, the only hope for a world out of tune is to know that Jesus is the truth. And here's the thing, you and I, we get that. We know that. We believe that. And we make decisions based on that, that we were going to make Jesus the Lord of our lives. But, you know, it's interesting how we have to be very careful because our world wants us to blend in with everything else and everybody else. You know, Paul says in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 8, Listen to his words. He says, I am astonished. Galatians 1, 6 through 8. I am astonished, he says, that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are returning to a different gospel, which in reality, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and, and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. I mean, whoa, these are some strong words by Paul to the church in Galatia that were being uh, quickly, you know, uh, deserting what, what they heard and what they come to, to understand. And the fact is, brothers, unless you and I continue to uh, allow the gospel to be that good news to us and that, that we're, we're impacted by, we're, we're moved by, you know, we can fall into this same trap. And so I want to talk about <laughs> four things here 
what the good news is not. Okay, what the good news is not. First off, the good news is not the gospel of avoidance. Matthew chapter 23, verse 25 and 26. Jesus says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. You know, this gospel of avoidance teaches us to stay superficial. What do I mean by that? Hey, bro, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? And, you know, we can, we can stay on that level. I'm not saying, hey, that's bad. But at some point, we, we got to go a bit deeper. We got to have relationships in our lives where we are dealing with the deeper areas of our hearts, where we have relationships where we are confessing our sin, that we are talking about our fears and insecurities. You know, it is very easy to be religious go to church, give contributions, share your faith, study the Bible. It's very easy to do religious things. But something different happens when we, you know, when we get honest. And, and you know, as men, sometimes we, we don't want to go there. We don't want to, we don't want to talk about what we're afraid of, or we don't, even want to admit, you know, just truth. And the gospel of avoidance convinces us that some things are just too big or too difficult for God. And brothers, I'm here to tell you that that is just not true. We have to really, if we're going to experience the, the real good news as we have had in the past, we got to keep on dealing with the heart issues, you know? And um, I think it's just great when we have those relationships where we're able to talk, we're able to pray, we're able to really deal with what's, what's really going on. I noticed that when you are kind of, with or around this person, you know, you 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 twinge a little bit. Is there something that you is there? There's something that that needs attention. Is there some tension that needs attention? Man, you you got to pull. You got to you got to pull a string on that. What what's going on? What's happening inside here? We can't bury things inside and act like everything's great and avoid whatever that is, you know, whether it's, again, personal, 
purity stuff, whether it's stuff in our marriage. I know that's my big thing this year is, man, I am going to appreciate my wife more. Um, I am not going to argue with her. Uh, we're going to talk. I'm going to be mature um, and uh, learn how to resolve things quickly. You know, I went to a funeral yesterday from one of my childhood friends and I thought, man, life is short. His mom passed away and, and I'm like, wow, every year it's just starting to speed up, at least in my life. Guys, the good news is not the gospel of avoidance. Is there anything that you are avoiding talking about? Or is there someone that you're avoiding? Is there some, is there, what, what, what does that look like in your life? Is the spirit prompting you, oh, you know what, I, there's somebody I need to talk to. There's something I need to confess. There's something I need to confront or what have you. If that's the case, don't, don't avoid it. Decide, no, I'm, I'm not going to listen to that gospel anymore secondly what the good news is not is the gospel of feelings second corinthians 5 14 and 15 the gospel of feelings paul says for christ's love compels us <clears throat> because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again you know this gospel teaches us to live by our emotions see we may live by the bible when it feels good and everything's going great. But as soon as we feel a negative emotion, our faith in God and the scriptures go right out the window. See, unlike those who live by the gospel of avoidance, we are all too aware of our deep feelings and we believe them as truth. Brothers, this is so important that we don't allow ourselves to be deceived because we live by our emotions. See, living by the truth is being able to identify, okay, this is what I'm feeling, or this is where what I'm thinking, or, or, or whatnot. And again, deal with that truth. And hey, we're going to have to have a conversation and it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm not going to res I'm not going to give in to that feeling of fear and, and avoid it. See, we live to satisfy our desires and emotions rather than living to please God and to love others. The gospel of feelings is so powerful because apart from God, man, we can come up with our own philosophy, with our own thinking, with, with our own, I mean, it, they could literally lead us. And emotions, 
again, these things are real, but they're terrible leaders. That's why we need the scriptures. That's why we need the word to redirect us. Because nine times out of the 10, what I naturally feel is going in the opposite direction of what Jesus calls me to. You know, I um, <laughs> the other day, uh, I was, you know, on the phone and, you know, texting and this text popped up. And I'm going I'm to read this to you guys because I thought it was hilarious. And uh, there's a young man that me and one of the brothers and the young bros uh, studied the Bible with about four months ago. And, um, you know, this guy was going through some challenging times and uh, had just, you know, gotten himself, um, he was incarcerated and anyway, things, you know, changed. So he texts me and he said, hey man, um, can you give me a call? I want to talk. Say sure. Called him up and basically he was asking me about the Holy Spirit. And he said, you know, wrote me these questions. I said, won't you write your questions down? He says, well, you know, question number one, what do you have to do to, to receive the Holy Spirit? Question number two, how do you know you have the Holy Spirit? Question number three, do you have to pray to the Lord to receive the Holy Spirit? And what is the difference once the Holy Spirit lives inside of you? Those are my four questions. Can you help me out? And so I said, hey, man, these are great questions. Uh, absolutely. And, and so basically, I sent him the studies from our Holy Spirit um, uh, series that we did. And he got it, and boom, within an hour and a half, he texts me back. He said, Russ, I'm halfway through the link. Thank you so much. Um, he, said, he says, uh, he says, I'll let you know how it goes. And then he says, hey, Russ, I'm halfway through the videos and I want to be baptized. And I'm like, okay. And I said, well, and then he says, you know what? It might be best to study the word first. And I said, absolutely. Let's let's do that. But you know what? It tickled me because sometimes people get all hyped up and they want to do something. And then he caught himself right there and he said, you know what? Yeah, but but let, let's let's get into the word. And I thought, amen. Amen. There was seeds that were planted way back in August of last year. And you know what? God is always working. God is always working. And here he's calling me back. And so now, you know, we, the brothers and I, we're going to get back in there. But I just thought, man, guys, we, we can't live by the gospel of feelings. It can't be about feelings. We can't live to satisfy our desires and emotions. Pleasing God, loving others has to be our top priority because that was Jesus's top priority. What the good news is not is the gospel of success. It's the third one. Proverbs 19.3, a man's own folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. The New Living Translation says people ruin their lives 
by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. See, this gospel teaches us that success, ambition, it brings something to us. It brings acceptance. It brings love. It brings security. And see, as long as God is blessing our lives and things are going well, we will seek him. But once we start encountering some difficulties or feel a sense of failure, we can blame God and in some cases even abandon him. Brothers, let's not get caught in this gospel of success. You know, let me tell you how I, I also think this can play out sometimes in our lives, as, especially guys who've been around for a while. We can feel great about, hey, we, you know, we helped baptize somebody. We did it. You know, we're great. We're awesome. We're not. And, and, you know, feel great about somebody getting baptized and maybe in our life team or, you know, we were involved. But that's not like that's not the end <laughs> you know the, the truth is is you know success is 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 understanding kind of who you are and and allowing god to use you to do what what he's given you to do um it's interesting how, how people uh define success but um we, we can't get caught up in that that mentality and that, uh, that, that gospel. Here's the last one for us. What the good news is not is the gospel of attention. First Peter chapter four, verse three through six. Look at what it says. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoy. Their immorality and lust, their festing and drunkenness and wild parties and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do. So they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God, who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. So although they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God in the spirit. Brothers, this last gospel of attention, it teaches us to compromise. It tells us to throw out what we believe so that we can gain the approval, the applause, and the admiration of people around us. You want to call it peer pressure, you want to call it whatever you want to call it, but this is a real tricky one. Because when the guys are laughing and talking about inappropriate things, if you are joining in, why? What is that about? 
See, when we are living by this gospel, we would rather do things that go against our conscience and be accepted by the world than change the world for the better. When we live by this gospel, we would rather do things that go against our conscience and be accepted by the world than change the world for the better. You know, this is where Jesus, he really rocked the boat because he had deep, deep convictions. And tonight, guys, I want to encourage us to really think about us. Think about our, 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 ourselves. Which gospel does your life reflect? Because I'm sure we can find pieces of us in different parts. But which gospel, the gospel of avoidance, the gospel of feelings, the gospel of success, the gospel of attention, which gospel does your life reflect? And then the second part of that, do any of these distorted gospels compete with the true gospel in your life? And if so, how? How does it compete? And the last question, and again, this is for us, you know, whether we're together with our life team or, you know, as I said, we can break up and talk here. What's your plan to proclaim the true gospel? You know, brothers, I think that we are in an incredible, incredible time right now where God is ready to do something special. And in spite of all of the things that are going on around us, he is working within us to help us to realize I can't do this without my God. And then I need to think about what he's actually done for me, that the good news is the good news, that I have something to share. And that I look at my life, I look at my wife, I look at my kids, and if I'm single, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at where I've come from and where he's brought me to and understand that the only reason that I can have real hope that I can have real joy is because of this, this good news that I've been uh, shared or that's been shared with me. It's changed my life. It's changing the world. And brothers, we can be world changers, but we got to make some decisions. We got to make, again, small decisions. Some like I just need to talk to people, <laughs> you know, I need to, you know, text. I need to, but I, I need to do something to go from where I'm at to, to here, to the next, next place. Again, maybe it's in our home. Maybe it's with our kids, you know, that, that man, we got to make sure that, that we're helping them see how the good news is, it's is, is changed mommy and daddy's life. How's changed our marriage? You know, having adult kids, 
you know, almost adult kids, but it's like, man, our, our conversations are very different. We're talking about, you know, real stuff. And, uh, you know, I just think it's, it's funny because my kids aren't kids anymore. They, they know what's going on. They, they, they're, they're in social media. They, they, they're hearing, it's like, so it's like, okay, hey, gloves off. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about this and let's talk about sex and let's talk about the LBGT community and all of these things that it's like, they're dealing with it all the time. I'm the one over here talking about, oh, man, you know, what, what is that? You know, and it, I, I just think opportunity, brothers, opportunity. We have to continue to make decisions that we understand what we have in Christ. And because of what we have, it fills us with gratitude and that we understand who we are. Like Hudson began tonight, rise up, O men of God. We need more men of God to help men understand who their creator is, where they're going one day, who they're going to meet and get ready. And just like this, this young man, I'm excited because you know what? I can see this guy becoming a Christian because he, he's, he's seeking, you know, you guys were in those Holy Spirit studies and, you know, the, the, the teaching ministry. And it's like, Hey, you know, they, 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 they've done the hard work in some sense. They're asking all of these questions. Now we just, we got to fill in the blanks. But hey, the harvest is plentiful, brothers. But we got to decide, okay, what decision do I need to make? So that I am sharing the good news. Not just inviting somebody to church and inviting them to Bible study. I'm sharing the good news. Because when people get the good news and they understand it, powerful, amazing things happen. So I'm going to close out with a prayer. And uh, and then, brothers, what we're going to do, I'm just going to uh, break us into uh, some breakout rooms. And we got some discussion questions to talk about because we're kind of ending a little earlier today and uh and then we can close with a time of prayer but uh thank you again for joining tonight and brothers let's be jesus's disciples and let's share that good news everywhere we go just like he did and what ended up happening was that there was a lot of healing and there was a lot of happy people because they came to know the true God. Let's pray together.